The views on this program are solely those of the host and his or her guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Radio, SMTXCRA, or its governing body. Sugar 
you know, the first part of the show, we're going to talk about what day it is. So if you want to try to calculate the numerology of today, you would add 5 plus 2, because the date, May 2nd, plus 2020, or 2 and 2. So 5 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2, which is like 5 plus 6, is 11. And then you add the 1 plus the 1, and you get 2. So the day is uh, 2, which is the priestess, the high priestess, if you look at the tarot cards. The number 2 in most decks is the high priestess. Here's a picture of her. This actually is Isis, and she is number 2 in this deck. So instead of like digging through and finding her, this is exactly what it looks like. Isn't she pretty? She's the reason why I got that deck. Because it's a black Isis, and you don't see that much. And so uh, when her blackness showed up, they're like, hey, that's a good deck for me, so I'm really glad I have that one. Anyway, um, so when we um, come to uh, the two of Major Arcana, the High Priestess is all about intuition. It's about the divine feminine. It's about achieving your goals through that feminine energy. And, you know, the mystics describe the divine feminine or feminine energy as indirect. Um, an easy way to think about it is the feminine energy is like moon because of all the things we associate with moon energy. Um, and so that, and, and actually if you see, if you look at the picture here of, of Isis, the biggest thing on this picture besides her is the moon. Do you see? Her wings and her arms are encircling the moon. So the high priestess is really about moon energy. So... Um, everything that we think about as the moon, mysterious and, 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 you know, far away and controlling emotions and all those things. That's all divine feminine energy. And that's what today is all about. So instead of going directly at something and running at it like a ram, like more masculine energy, you want to do it indirectly, softly. Instead of trying to control the situation, control the things in the situation that you care about. And you'll have more success. So it says that today is about the high priestess one of the reasons why I wanted to get on because I've been missing doing Soul Sanctuary and when I didn't do it I felt like like bad because you know I have the same ability to do it now as I did uh, when I was in the studio and because I started doing it on video and uh, all you guys I got a lot of good responses so we're just gonna do Soul Sanctuary here until we can do it back at the studio um hopefully <laughs> I didn't actually clean my room before I got on so hopefully it's not it's not too messy uh, but we're talking about uh, the 48 Laws of Power. So let me talk to you about why I wanted to talk about the 48 Laws of Power. Um, you know, we have this, this unique situation that's going on in the world, and I am learning so much about so many of the people that I pay attention to and how they're reacting to this situation. There have been some amazing things that have happened. As a matter of fact, uh, I've just been, I've fallen in love with listening to um, D-Nice's DJing. It's so fantastic. He plays the best music. And every single time it's on, I'll stop whatever I'm doing and go listen to it because it's so good. And he loves what he does. And I really enjoy watching people in their dharma. And he's doing what he was made to do. It's so beautiful to watch. It's, and, it's, and people just love it. And the other day, I was watching at the same time as Quincy Jones, which is fantastic. It's like I was doing the same thing Quincy Jones was doing. How cool is that? And then Faith was there. And then one time John Legend was there. And when Faith was there, he was playing her song. 
And then she was in the room, and he was like, oh, hey, I didn't even know you were there. And he was just playing a song because she's great, and she happened to be there. It was so awesome. Really cool. Um, so that's been fun. And uh, then yesterday, uh, Brandy was on IG, and she was, like, doing some kind of an interview. And it was so cool. I got to see Brandy doing something neat I've never seen her do before. And her daughter was, like, helping her out. And the daughter was, uh, her daughter was, a. Uh, like pushing her mom out of the way and stuff. Like she's like a regular person. It was so cool to see that vulnerability and stuff. Anyway, um, I've had some really cool things happen since since uh, we've been home. And um, I just got done uh, rebraiding my hair. So I have these really huge rope-like braids. I don't think they're going to last very long. So I'm going to enjoy them while I have them. Uh, I got off track. We were talking about why I got into the 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> and the reason is because since we've been home, I go back and check with my regular conspiracy theorists that I like to listen to. And one of the problems is uh, that instead of giving me information that we could actually use in a time when everybody's like really feeling insecure and would like some something to kind of sink their teeth into, like every one of the conspiracy theorists dude that I that I follow, they're all dudes, and they all are so busy, like, self-filating <laughs> that they're not doing anything else. Like, instead of saying, all right, here's a good idea, and here's a good idea, and here's how to look at this, I'm just like, yeah, well, like I've been telling you for 70 years. It's like, okay, so you said it. But why not use this opportunity when you have everybody's attention to do something good, to put something you know, like meaningful together and do something meaningful. And they're so uh, proud of themselves and they're so busy swinging from their own nuts that they can't get anything else done. And I was like, gross, that's really gross. I'm gonna like stop watching these people and go find whoever's grounded enough to get to the information now and get over themselves enough to get on with it. And I was thinking about what is that? What is that thing that I'm running away from? And I, uh, deduced, uh, and actually one of the people I listened to was mentioning the 48 Laws of Power, and I was like, 48 Laws of Power, I've heard of that, but I never remember reading them. And I was like, that's what it is. It's like an abuse of power. You have everybody's attention. It's kind of bait and switchy. You have everybody's attention. We're all looking at you. We're all looking for direction, and we come to you, and you tell us, I'm fantastic, over and over again. I was like, all right, you're cool, but like, what? What do you have to say? I just wanted to say how great I am. I'm like, yeah, we heard you. What's next? And there's no next, and it's really frustrating. So I was trying to figure out what is the commonality between these people. And I think that what it is is that they all were unable to deal with this influx of power. You know what's funny? A couple of companies are going through that at the same time, right? Like Zoom, how Zoom went down because all of a sudden the whole world was on Zoom and it wasn't built to handle everybody. And so it started to break at the seams. The foundation was rocked, right? So that's like a really physical manifestation of what I'm saying was happening with these people. Like here, they have all this attention. They have the clout that they've been chasing for however many years they've been doing this shit. And they can't handle it. So I was like, well, what would it look like if they could handle it? What would it look like if this was done well? And where's a template that we could all learn from? And when one of the, one of the guys mentioned um, the 48 Laws of Power, I said, let's start there. Let's figure out if we can just figure out what good power looks like. And so then we can start calling it out when it's bullshit. Because I don't think enough people understand good versus bad power. That's why people confuse arrogance with confidence. It's not the same thing. It doesn't look the same or smell the same.
And that's why people uh, confuse aggressive aggression with aggression with decisiveness. People confuse aggression with decisiveness. It's not the same thing. They don't even look the same. They don't smell the same. They don't produce the same results. And so let's start looking at the the, the controlled release of power because the controlled release of power is a good thing, right? It's only gross when it starts getting out of hand and it gets out of hand a lot because we haven't been taught how to deal with it. Wait, do I hear bagpipes? No, I can't. I can't be hearing bagpipes. Not on KZSM.org. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Limey's Lass has a show on Saturdays. Celtic Corner. Comes on at noon. I guess I am hearing bagpipes. Oh, what a day. I can't wait to see what else she's going to play for me. Hey, this is Tim from Brother Roscoe. You should listen to Metal Mark, even though he will never have us on his show, because he's badass. Bye. This is Rebecca Dahl, flower child and host of the Rainbow Flower Power Hour on KZSM San Marcos Community Radio. Folk, psychedelic rock, and pop from the flower power era to current indie rock and a little talk bringing those ideas of peace and love into our times. Tuesdays, 6 to 8 on KZSM.org. Power to the peaceful. Soft and low, singing rock and roll. She's a Georgia Lord.
The first four that we're going to look at for the uh, for the laws of power here in the in the group here, uh, I posted on Facebook, and I didn't really read them <laughs> yet, so I'm going to read them with you, 
and go through them with you and see uh, see how it goes, all right? Uh, so the first one is never outshine the master. So I can tell you a story about outshine the master. Actually, I posted it the other day. And um, the way that I was taught never outshine the master was actually, my dad used the words challenging authority because I was young and I corrected my English teacher and I got in a lot of trouble. I got sent to the principal's office and I called my dad because I didn't live with him at the time. I was about 15. And I said, why, how did I get in trouble when I didn't do anything wrong? All I did was say, you know, uh, the, the way, some, some grammar thing he said was incorrect and I fixed it. I corrected it. And he said, I remember he said, and now I'm going to teach you about challenging authority. And I remember, I can still remember his voice when he told me that. Now I'm going to teach you about challenging authority. And he explained to me that when, when you challenge certain types of people in front of other people, you're going to get a negative reaction, especially because of what I look like and because of who I am. I'm going to have an extra layer of resistance. And so I have to be careful with how I go about making my point <laughs> and also choosing my battles. It doesn't matter. Like, could I have sat there in class and not corrected Mr. Davis? Yes. You know, <laughs> could I have just got my little lunch and carried my jackass on? Uh, yeah, but it was wrong. And I didn't, first of all, I was so irritated because the people that I was around were so bad with their verbs. Like everybody would say we was instead of we were. And so all day I was irritated. <laughs> I was just irritated all day long. People were just there. We was over there, and we was over there, and we was doing that. I'm like, nobody knows we was. It's incorrect. Stop it. And if I was to correct it every single time it happened, uh, first of all, I probably would have gotten punched a lot. And second of all, uh, it would not have been effective. <laughs> uh, oh, it wouldn't have been effective. So when I heard it coming from one of the adults around us, I couldn't take it, and I had to say something, and that's, that's, that's why I got in trouble. Um, but he was right in that, my dad was right, and so is the laws of power in that I should uh, make better choices than to challenge the authority. Because <laughs> what I don't want is for my, my then teacher, his name was Mr. Davis, didn't want him to be on my bad side and then fail me because uh, he doesn't like me because I challenged his authority. Like, I, it wasn't even, it wasn't, the relationship wasn't worth that. And so I had to learn to pick that. So that's uh, my interaction with never outshine the master. The second one listed here is never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies. Well, it's definitely more reliable to use enemies because they're already against you. And so if you can make them believe that what they're doing will hurt you, they will more reliably do it than friends will if you were telling them something that they'll do will benefit you. I'll give you an example. If you are a small business owner, you know how many friends come and ask you to hook them up. That's what friends do. <laughs> friends will ask you if they can have the discount. Uh, however, if you were to set your enemy up to make you, so they think that they're going to make you look worse, they'll definitely go do that stuff because they hate you. So I definitely agree with that. It seems counterintuitive, but it makes complete sense to me. Having worked in corporate America and having uh, been in at least one relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. Your enemies will definitely carry out your uh, plans better. Uh, than your friends. You, than your friends. Uh, conceal your intentions. Conceal your intentions. So that's probably a great uh, 
piece of advice. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not good at that at all. I'm real, real. Because I don't like, I don't like playing. Like, I, I, I did back when I was in my 20s, maybe. But uh, playing, I don't want to play any games. I want you to understand exactly where I'm coming from so that we can go in the same direction or not go in the same direction. Uh, but uh, conceal your intentions. Let me read what this says. It says, keep people off balance in the dark by never revealing the purpose behind your actions. God, that would be hard for me. If they have no clue what you're up to, they cannot prepare a defense. That's true. Uh, guide them far enough down the wrong path, envelop them in enough smoke, and by the time they realize your intentions, it'll be too late. That's fantastic advice. I have no energy for that. <laughs> I don't know how to put my energy into setting one big caper to confuse somebody. I would just get the hell away from them, is what I would do. But So there's one I can learn from. So far, number three is where I'm stuck. That one I'll have to dig into and look at from some different perspectives because it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me at all. I mean it resonates with me but it doesn't look like something I could do. Then four is always say less than necessary. Oh <laughs> always say less than necessary. Oh my gosh. Three and four have got me thawed. I can't Say less than necessary. I guess I'm actually coming. I guess I'm coming to grips with saying less than necessary because, um, because uh, I don't want, I don't want certain conversations anymore. And so instead of saying something that I know will trigger said conversations, I just sit on my hands a little bit. So I actually am learning that one. I hate it. I hate that the, I have people around me that I would have to say less than necessary to, because I'd much rather just explain it. Um, but it's highly effective. And silence as um, communication is highly effective, too. It's really hard for me to use that, because I really, I mean, I guess it's the earth sign in me. I'm a Taurus, and I just want to talk, I just want it out and flat. I don't like manipulations. I don't like being handled, and I don't want to handle you. Like, I just want to spend my energy doing something else, you know what I mean? So, so anyway, that's that's the first four. So those are the four we're going to go into for uh, today. And I think that'll be probably it. I want you to know what you guys think of each of the four, uh, the first four uh, of a total of 48 laws of power. So by the time we get done with it, we'll, we will have done 48. And so maybe um, what we can do is like maybe instead of, I don't know, this is where I'm going to talk and get myself into trouble. I'm going to say less. I'm going to use number four. I'm going to say less than necessary. So all I want you guys to know is at this point, I would love for you to either video respond or type a comment response to the first four laws of uh, power. And I'll interact with you in comments. I love all of you. I hope that you're doing good and keeping yourself safe and only going out when it's necessary. Um, if you need to reach out, please do. If you want a tarot reading, go to HighTarot.com. Remember, this show's name will be High Tarot as of June 1st. That's a Monday, I think. Anyway, uh, as of June 1st, Soul Sanctuary will be High Tarot. And that's the name that I go by on IG and Twitter and Facebook and everything. It's all high tariffs. That's where you can find me. Hi, Sandy. Thank you, everybody who joined me. I appreciate your time. I know you could be doing anything else this Saturday morning. I'm so glad you spent it with me. Um, I love you all. Please do something sweet for somebody today. I promise it will make you feel better. Bye.